gonna take a long walk with Jesus Let him shine his light on you I wanna take a long, long walk with Jesus Let him shine his loving light on me We're back. Yes, yes. we yes. are back. Having coffee very, with the king that was is back special. on the air and we are live. I like what you did there. What I did? Well, with the video, that was nice. It was. Oh. You know. Hey, I'm good like that, Pete. Yeah, it was nice. You remember this guy? It's been a long time since we've seen him. Pete Wilcox. America's TV Elvis. How the hell are you, my brother? Wait a second. America's, I'm going to make it real for you. There you go. America's TV Elvis, baby. There it goes. He's got the glasses. There it is, man. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. All right. Well, let's raise a <laughs> cup to having coffee with the king. Absolutely. Having coffee with the coffee. Having coffee with the king, Angelo and Pete. There you go. So it's been a while. Last we spoke, you were getting yourself cut open. I was. How's everything? I'm doing, put everything back. I'm doing fine. I, I um I just tell our dear friends that are kind enough and you, um, I have a lawsuit pending on this because somebody gave me something to use without checking it. It damaged the body part and they had to remove it. That's not good. No. And um, uh, the, a lawyer has said, "No, we're gonna see if we can't get you some compensation." But he says. Don't talk about it. I guess so that the company can't defuse it. Yeah. But I will just I will say thank you to the Lord because He's going to bless me. Number one, the body part was removed. I'm healing very well. Uh, I have a little difficulty sitting up because some of it was done in the abdomen area, but that's better already as well. Yeah. So he said two months, and then another friend of mine who had something different said, "You know what? In about two months, you're going to sit up." You won't feel it, and you'll go, hey, I guess I'm right, and, and that'll be it. You move. It's kind of hard. It's hard yeah. to imagine that something in my body has been taken out. That's really weird. Have you ever yeah. had an operation like that? Strange stuff, bro. Yeah, I've actually had surgery like that, yes. Okay, and for, well, then you know, and I didn't. But now I joined the club of, you know, part of you is missing, but yep. you're still okay. The secret to, to the successful um, end of a surgery is making sure that they fix whatever they took out and they put in something to replace it. Well, Otherwise, you, you walk the, around with a flashlight or something. I'm not sure what's in there because yeah. I think there's something. But, but uh, actually, I think they just tied some things off. There you go. So the body functions wouldn't go that way. They just go this way. And everything's well, good. brother, you're no worse for wear. You look terrific. Well, thank you very much. Quite welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you uh, baby. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> so, well, since last you and I spoke, um, I lost my father. I know. Um, he so passed sorry. away on... Uh, it's You want to talk about ironic? He passed away on my daughter's birthday. Which was? Which was January 21st. Oh, my goodness. That's, it's just the other day. Yeah, he's only been gone a couple of weeks. Um, and it's still very surreal. It's still not, you know, it's still not, like, real yet. It hasn't sunk in. It hasn't hit any of us, really. 
No, I, it I, really I understand has, that. My father was this kind of guy. I, you know, as I described him, um, he was a, a short man in stature, but he was larger than life. He was a what we call a character. You and I knew new characters like that. Like somebody else I know. Can't imagine, Pete. Can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, but you and I knew new characters like him in Vegas and places like that where we've worked Atlantic City. My father was a an original. Um, he was a very unique guy. He had the little to no education growing up. He um, he dropped out of school, and I think. Eighth grade, maybe it was. I think eighth grade. And uh, what was it? Asking my mother. Hold on. What was it, ma? Oh, he never went to eighth grade. Okay, so he he dropped out of the eighth grade. There you go. So okay. he had virtually no education. Um, his parents put him to work when he was a kid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, back in the forties, it was all about you know. You know, work, I think he might have been uh, uh, maybe 12, 11 or 12 when he uh, when he got to, you know, he had to go to work and, and got uh, got himself out in the workforce and had to make some money. And um, it was a real strange thing for him to have to work as a kid. But that's all he ever did. His whole life was just work. Yeah. All he ever did was work. Um. Uh, we lost him uh, as as fate would have it. COVID took him. Oh no! Um, well, not the uh, not the heart, um, uh, not any particular one part. Uh, it was uh, the sum of all parts. Right. With um, any vaccination at all? Yeah, vaccinated and boosted. Here's the problem, though. Oh dear. My God. father was a dialysis patient. And uh, dialysis, as you know, Pete, will wear your ass down. It'll wear you out big time. So, um, and that was three days a week he did that. The other thing, my father was a heart transplant recipient. And although it was wonderful that he had a new heart, and we had him for 15 years longer than we would have, um, you have to take anti-rejection medicine to keep this heart. That anti-rejection medicine is part and parcel of a suppressed immune system that gave way to COVID. What so happened? it didn't, although he had a healthy heart, the medicine that he was taking for that healthy heart helped, uh, it, it inevitably helped his demise because it suppressed his immune system, which made it easier for COVID to grab hold of it was a horrible situation that there's no it was a catch-22 pete there was no way around it it was going to happen one way or the other um we're just very grateful that god was merciful and took him quickly and that he did not have to suffer you just and came back so, you were you have been oh, we have not been connected for the last 10 seconds if you were on, that's good. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. He disappeared from me, and I thought I lost him. But you you, you didn't break stride in sentences, so I guess it was just me. Just so, you, Pete. So as, it's going as, to read It's going to read on Facebook, just like uh, you and I uh, never, uh, were okay. well, talking like, the whole time. Like little Gilda Radner used to say, 
Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so that's what happened with Papa. Um, How old was he? He was 81. Oh, bless his heart. He would have, uh, he was hoping to make it to 100 so he could have a beer. So, but he never made it to 100, but I'm going to have one for him. Absolutely. We'll both have one for him. Absolutely, my friend. So, uh, what we're going to do tonight is just kind of, uh, you know, talk about, um, well, actually, what I'd like to do since I've gotten here and since everybody's watching, we got actually got people. We actually have people in the chat room tonight. That's interesting. Wow. Wow. Um, so we may take some chat calls. Um, let me show you, if you mind. Could, would you mind if I showed you a little video? I would love to see anything. Come on, stop it. Check this out. And now the end is near. And so I face the final. So Frank Sinatra, in my way. My friend. That's me in the Santa I'll suit. Say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way Regrets I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do Saw it through Without exemption I planned each charge's course, each careful step along the byway, more, much more than this, I did it my way. That yeah, was um, a, a video that my daughter made. Played that at the uh, the viewing for my father's funeral. 
He looked like he had a lot of joy to him. Oh man, he was a, a character. Like the I the see last... a lot of you in him. You know, I see the facial similarities and the as the French say, joie de vie, the love of life. I see it in both of you. Well, you know, the some of it was a bound to rub off. <laughs> the fruit didn't fall far from the tree, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. So yeah, um, but you know what's funny though, when you have the faith that I do and you believe what I believe, you know that he's okay. Absolutely, he's okay. Yeah. You're not yeah. so much. You're gonna grieve, and that's okay. I mean, they oh, even yeah. talked about that in the Bible. I was thinking about that when Jesus lost his dear friend Lazarus. They exactly. said that he grieved. He yeah. grieved, and. Jesus knew what was about to happen. He was still grieving. Yeah. So that grief is a part of life to miss as much as we love them. I can't turn and see them. The, the love of my life that's gone beside my dad, he's, but is my mother. I cannot turn and see her. I turn and talk to her. Yeah. And you will turn and talk to your dad. Watch. You I already do. have. Yeah, Dad, thank you. I, you know, I can't help you. I can't thank you enough. I used to have this 55 Cadillac and I would drive down the road and I got it from part of the money that came from our house that he had provided. And every time I drove it, I said, Dad, thank you for allowing me to have this experience without your love, without your hard work. I wouldn't have. So yeah. expect to talk to him and expect to hear from him. Oh, I do. Absolutely. It's interesting. That's the other thing that, um, you know, it's a, it's a changing of an era in a lot of ways. Um, you know, my mother and father shared this this house for many, many, a long, long time. And uh, and now we're going to put the house up for sale. Um, because, you know, she can't live there alone. It's a big house, nor would she want to without him there, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want, I can't live there. Um you know, and so, so you think to yourself, you know, maybe in some ways it's sad, but in other ways it presents a lot of opportunity. Yes. You know. Well, right now, I mean, in a, in a just strictly a financial way, uh, housing is up, so that'll be a blessing to you and your family. But I'm also going to advise you: take your phone, your, you know, and walk through the house and really make a video. Make video of the rooms and any memories that you want. To, maybe you do it with your mom. Sure. I, I can't stress that enough. We have the opportunities on our phones. Everyone can make wonderful documentaries about their loved ones, the people they love. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. But do, yeah. do with that house. How long did they live there? Oh, my God. Uh, f- 50 oh my god 50 years 51 years yeah, absolutely you have to go through there stand in one room and say i remember when my my had a dog and he came in here and bought yeah. i remember here where mom brought in the lasagna i remember yeah. over here with dad whipped my butt whatever yeah. it might be sure. get it on that video and let 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 the rooms talk to you let your dad will talk to you you might talk to him in the video but Oh, Those sure. are wonderful things that 10 years from now, when you play it, it'll tear you up. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Um, I have incredible faith that that's the one thing I have in spades. And uh, and no one will ever shake my faith. Um, 
that plus I have, you know, this extra layer of uh, protection or uh, this, depending on how you want to look at it, you know, I'm, I'm a psychic. And so I'm able to, I'm able to feel, I have a great deal of um, empathy um, and, and I can feel the joy that my father is feeling because he's with my sister and he's with his friends and he's with his mother and father again. And, uh, and, you know, as the scripture says, you know, he will prepare a room, you know, in his mansion for us, you know? So we're, we're waiting for that day. You know, for some of us, Peter comes sooner than others, but, uh, you know, steadfast and faithful, um, is the way to heaven, I think. Yes. Um, the believer has the blessing of knowing where he's going. That's wonderful. That that we have in our faith and say, I don't know what's happening here or next month or whatever. And we're advised to kind of let that come to you. Don't be don't worry about that. But to know, like Billy Graham used to said, I know that if I were to die tonight. That I will be with the Lord. I'm going with him. And you know that about your dad. Yeah. And you know that about yourself and your family. And that's sure. that's a comfort. That's a comfort. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and people deal with grief differently. I, I've noticed that. I watched an interesting thing happen at the uh at the viewing. Um, some people cried intensely, other people were very stoic. And then there was another group of people who smiled a lot and laughed. And in their their laughter were a little bit of tears, but it was joyful tears. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were a lot of people like that. My father had this. If you knew my father, he never wanted anybody to be sad over him. Don't grieve over me was basically if you want to put it like that. He wanted, he never wanted people to grieve over him. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Do what you got to do. He was one of those guys. Um, very streetwise. And he was the kind of a guy that was um, very steadfast in what he believed. And he knew that heaven awaited him. And he waited for heaven. And it was a mutual thing on both parts. Yeah. And I think both my father and God got what they wanted. Each other. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Each other. Exactly. That's what I'm, exactly what I'm getting at. And yeah. I think for people watching that, my friend, is the lesson. Um, because if not for that, Pete, what is the purpose of believing? Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting premise. I don't know if there's a purpose for believing. There's just kind of uh, the benefit of believing. Uh, my heart goes out to those that don't. And mm-hmm. I would say, try a little harder. I would say, you know, that's what you and I do in our in our podcast together is we're, we're two guys on the corner talking about our love of God Almighty and what he's given us. But we're inviting everybody. Come on with us. We know where we're going. Please join us. Join us. Come. Very come interesting analogy. Two guys on the corner. My father was very much a street corner guy. Yeah. You know, he really was. Uh, and I, that's very astute of you and spirit to bring that out of you. 
Um, because he really was kind of like a street corner character. Yeah. If you you looked at him, he looked he looked like a guy that just stepped out of central casting. You well, know, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I I grew up in a, a Calabrian neighborhood, a Calabrese, and uh, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, we had we had a river, and and there was a you know a, a store down on the river, and in some housing, and yeah. that's what they did. They it started with the older kids that used yeah. to hang by the river, and then as we grew older, you know, we used to start hanging, and my dad wouldn't let me hang there. My oh. dad was afraid that if you hang there. You're going to wind up being a guy that never leaves the corner. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> and I appreciate that. The time yeah. to hang on the corner Mark is close now. Now we can hang on the corner and reminisce. Yes. And, uh, I, you know what it is? You can't let anything just take you away. And the, a lot of the guys, yeah. it was a tough time in the 50s for some people. And I'm going to say maybe for the Italian worker, uh, yeah. because they weren't appreciated. They were sort of buttonholed and they were gardeners and they were uh, the trash people and they were the yeah. blue collar worker where education came along and we opened up a little bit and everybody's had to kind of go through that. The lat Latino yeah. go through it. Our black community has had trouble with that. Uh, I grew up in an Italian neighborhood and the upper, the upper class, which is kind of a weird thing anyway, but you might say the white collar people were a little snooty toward them. And I always kind of, of resented them. You know, I didn't like that. I felt bad about that. Yeah. And uh, because I never met earthier, more fun-loving, delightful people than my Italian friends on the corner. And you know who always okay. reminded me of that? Dean Martin. Absolutely. He was like Uncle Dean. Yeah. The guy on the corner. He played sure. dice with you. He'd gamble. He'd sing a song. Let's get a beer. Hey, make, exactly. make a meatball sandwich, will you? You know, he was just... Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And that's the kind of guy Dean was. Yeah. Um, contrary to, um, to to public belief, he was not a drunkard. He rarely drank. He liked his food, though. He liked his uh, pasta. Mm -hmm. He liked his meatballs and sausage. You know? He was just a laid-back kind of guy. That's kind of like that, how my father was. Although my father loved Frank Sinatra music. I have to confess that. Uh, and my father actually worked with Mr. Sinatra a couple times. That's I, mean, I like Frank. You can't not like Frank. How do you not like Frank Sinatra? Best, my uh, mother can't stand him. Well, he has the best what they call American songbook book, period. That's because, like, and you and I talked about this once, if you and I wrote a song, I'd rather have Frank sing it to Dean because we're going to make more money. Sure. That's why Dean didn't get all the good songs in the 50s. He didn't get the real good songs until his TV show. Then, yeah, true enough. Then he started getting, you know, those those country crossovers. Oh, yeah. Send me the pillow that you dream on. You know, that's when he got all of those. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I know. You're a ham. I know it. I, I know can it. listen. I couldn't resist. I, I, I don't have to try to be Elvis. I am Elvis. I wanted exactly. to be. I wanted to be Dean. There, it's out of I'll the bag. What? Yeah. Well, I got news for you. You know, Elvis. We're talking about you know being America's TV Elvis. Elvis Presley patterned his singing style after Dean Martin and his look after Tony Curtis. There you go. You, you know, know, it's so funny. 
when he went to do his first record, or you know, you know, um, the lady said, "Who do you sound like?" And he knew what to say. He said, "I don't sound like nobody." But exactly. she said, "I could tell he'd listened to a lot of Dean Martin." Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, he he loved it. Well, they're very similar. Well, you yeah. Know. Sure. Are you with me, Pete? Are you still here? It looks like Pete. Are you you're frozen up, brother? Oh, I think Pete froze up a little bit. Pete, if you can see me, just shake your head. <laughs> well, folks, Pete froze up. Uh, in the meantime, um, yeah, if if you've lost a loved one and you're not quite sure how to grieve, well, I can't tell you how. There's no particular way to grieve. You just have to feel like doing what you Stop need talking. to do. Oh, there we go. Here we go. I went blank, but well, that's how that, No, that's quite all right. Actually, while you were frozen, I was just telling people uh, there's no particular way to grieve. You know, if um, you know, if if uh, smiling and singing and laughing is your way of grieving, then grieve. Grieve yeah. with a song. Uh, there's some people will will sit and cry their eyes out, and that's there's not that's not wrong either. No, there's no right or wrong way, you know, to grieve the loss of someone. No, everybody handles loss in in their own way. And it's something that that carries on for years. It's not something that's yeah. over in a week. You, no. you, you, something will happen to you in a year and a half from now, and you'll fall apart. Sure, and something else will happen, and you will laugh. Uh, sometimes it, it's like uh, I don't really sound or look too much like my dad. I'm more like my mom. But once in a while, I will laugh at something. I just throw my head back and laugh. And I'll say, oh, my God, that sounded like my dad. Yeah. You know, something will hit you. Although I can see from the pictures, you're you're not a ringer for your dad, but you're your dad's boy. Close. No question <laughs> about it. Wow. Yeah, that, close. That's your kid, right? You know. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, Pete. When I was, when I was a little younger, people used to think that we were brothers. Yeah, because he had a very youthful appearance, mm -hmm. you know. And when he would tell people, "That's my son," he'd often get one of these, like you know, perplexed looks from people. Um, he became a father at a young age. He got married at a young age, but sixty-three years. Actually, he was married to my mother for 63 years and 14 days. And then the Lord called him home. Wow. Yep. So let me ask you, my friend. Uh, you've lost people in your life um, when you lost your mom and dad. How did Pete Wilcox grieve? Well, um, both are kind of unusual. What, what got you, you through it, Pete? What got you through it? Um. Part of well, the the day my dad passed away, I was working that night. When he came to well, the when I got to the house, I was coming to visit. Got to the house, there were paramedics parked in the street, and I thought, oh, somebody must be in trouble. I'm so sorry. I went up the stairs, and yet they were. It was my dad in trouble, and I got stopped by my mom. Said Pete, I think your dad is gone. I think he's had a heart attack. They're been working on him. I started going to the house. And this bull of a guy stopped me. He said, uh, we're working on your dad. I'm going to ask you not to go in. I said, okay, I, I understand. 
Mm-hmm. Then, then the coroner came. You know, it was announced. We're very sorry, Mr. Wilcox is gone. Coroner came because it wasn't a very big man. I had to carry my dad to the truck. How about that? Yeah, I had yeah. to carry him. And yeah. that night, I had to work. And I'm going to say I was blessed. One of my dear friends came by that night. My mom went with me, and I kind of dedicated my work and and what I was to him because, geez, I don't know anything. He was like you. My dad was so magnificent to me. He was my hero as a boy. Yeah. My dad, then Duke Snyder, then Elvis. But my dad was the guy. My dad was a guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to follow him around like a puppy. And uh, we, mom and I, I poured my time and effort and energy into her to bring her. I didn't want her to, to grieve or be lonely or what to do. Yeah. So I kind of involved her in life. I felt more the loss of my mother my mother and i lived together for 30 years yeah oh i remember you telling me that yeah 30 years and i remember once um the day after she passed away yeah i went in to get i was in the supermarket i had to get some coffee and as i reached up for the coffee i remember thinking gene wilcox is gone what difference does anything make I didn't care. Interesting. If you said to me, it's over right now, I would have said, take me. I'm good. I'm good. I I loved her so very, very much. But I talk to her on a regular basis. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see her. Um, My lovely wife uh, reminds me so much of my mother. I have said uh, I was very blessed. Nobody's ever reached across the table and held my hand with the same kind of love except my mother. And um, I'm very, very blessed for the love that Linda shares with me. And I, maybe as I've gotten older in my spiritual walk, I feel more connected to the other side. I feel connected to my mom. But we had 30 years together. My yeah. dad raised me up till I was, you know, like went in the army and that was it. And I came home maybe twice and saw them. But th- that there's nothing like a mother's love. Yeah. So grab, it struck grab, me grab interesting. That that, grab that one that you got over there, and you know, love her. Well, I'll tell you what, brother. I married a woman that is a Xerox of my mother. Um, she breaks my stones the same way my mother. Does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's all good. No, I'll tell you what. Um, it, it. I made an interesting observation. I'm going to run this by you and tell me what you think about this. It. You know, when you're a little kid, Pete, and you're looking up to your parents, you know, they seem so large. They seem larger than life to you. And then you grow a little bit, and you realize, hey, I'm, I'm catching up to them. And then there, there comes that day that you surpass them in growth. And I realized at my father's viewing how small he looked. But in his small stature... Even though I had surpassed him in growth, he still had this incredible aura, this amazing, larger-than-life personality that reached out to people. And he, a lot of people loved him. He touched people everywhere he went. Everywhere. This is a man who served presidents. He served captains of industry congressmen senators uh and i'm that's no by that's no bs 
I don't, I'm, that's, and that's not blowing smoke either. That's straight up. Um, he's, and then there is the other side of his life when, you know, he cavorted with gangsters as well. You know, mm-hmm. a man who could transcend both, you know, the, from the, the presidential level to like guys hanging on the corner. Right. But he was, he had that, that personality. Um, that and that's the one thing that just like you know, you see your father all the time and you realize you know he's look people are looking at him you know in a different way perhaps than I might um of course they are because because you you're used to it well the, oh, the, the thing part of it is your entire life especially as a boy he was the most powerful figure that extended his hand to you and brought you along. Yeah. He encouraged you. He was there when you're learning to ride a bike. He taught you how to catch the ball. He Mm -hmm. maybe taught you how to swim. Um, When you lost something or your team lost, he helped encourage you. That magnificent father's love is so protective and enduring and and nurturing the nurturing, usually that's more of a mom, yeah. but that encouraging, especially a boy, we look up to, I'm going to be like this. And yeah. he, he becomes who you want to be like. And uh, it's a glorious thing. It's a glorious thing. It really thing. is, Pete. It really, really is. I have to tell you, uh, in the um, the chat room right now is the world's number one Elvis fan besides Pete Wilcox. She happens to be my mother-in-law. Oh, really? Who is in the chat room right now, and she says, hi, Angelo and Pete. Well, hi, so, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm here Wait with you. Second. Let me just one more time for Mom. There you go. Nice to see you, honey. Thank you for stopping by. I, I, I'd like to do a song for you, but uh, <laughs> let me just say this. I wonder if you're lonesome tonight, because if you are, it serves you right. That's all. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. Ah, you're a crazy man. So, Pete, let's um, let's tell everybody what's what's uh, what's going to go on with this show. The the show will go on. Having coffee with the king will continue. But Pete Wilcox is going to venture out into the world of uh, solo performance. Uh, he's going to have his own little show. Call, was it, we're going to call it God 101. Is that what you're calling well, it? it? It's funny. I have to say, originally, Angelo and I had an idea for a show, and it was going to be kind of scripture-based, and we were going to go over it and then leave you with it, and you just had coffee with the king. Needless to say, for those of you that have been kind enough to stay with us, Angelo and I can't shut up. We say hello, <laughs> and off we go. So we said, let's not break that. That's really fun for us. And we hope that some friends enjoy our palaver. But I do want to get back to that other thing. I want to get back to almost like a fireside chat of taking a scripture, Mm -hmm. taking one of Jesus' teachings, one of of his messages, expand on it very little. Because I can't, you know, how do you expand on the words of Jesus? You don't. Just let's say, it touches me like this. It's helped me. I hope it helps you. And turn it back. It's like a tool you took out of the wrench, a wrench out of the box, and you hand it, 
and let them use it now as a ranch. That yeah. would be one show. Then I have another idea, and I'm almost calling it, we'll see what we call it, but like a God 101. The premises about our, our walk with the Almighty, yeah. what he means, what his promises are, why he established his covenant with the Jews, and um, um, what the promises of God are, what he likes, what he doesn't like, how we can shape our lives. We have to realize that he invented us, and then he gave us like an owner's manual, said, here, kids, this is how you operate at best. Look at what I've done. I'm pretty good at what I do. If you'll follow these, we call them commandments, but to me it's more yeah. like a note instruction manual. If you'll do this, we'll yeah. have an amazing walk together. If you go off Absolutely. on your own, I can't promise you that. I don't know what's going to happen you go off on your own. I advise you to stay with me. And so I, I and it's like for the people out there, well, I don't know if I believe in a God, I this and I that. I want to put out bait to them. I want to try to draw them in a little bit. So Absolutely. They, yeah, so they can embrace what God promised and then what Jesus came along and reinforced. And Absolutely. That and was, um, that's my mission. Yeah, and and we will uh, we will forward your mission, and uh, Pete will continue to be a part of this network. And but you may see us together from time to time. And you may see Pete with someone else, and uh, but rest assured, I'm not far behind the scenes. I'm probably the guy playing with the camera. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's no yeah. question that you are my mentor in this, and I appreciate it. You opened the door. You know, it's funny. I was trying to think. I don't remember how we got started, to tell you the truth. It was a phone call, and I don't, I I don't remember. It was about two years ago. Yeah, I remember about when, but I don't remember what our initial contact was. I contacted you shortly after your 77th birthday. Uh, or just before your 77th birthday. And you were um, living where you are now in, in, uh, in Florida. No, I, was in Katy, I was in Katy, Texas. You were at the, in Katy, Texas. Yes, sir. You sure were. You were in Texas on your way to Florida. Right. And, right. uh, yeah, and I said, Pete, you don't know me, but you're going to. Um, I said, you, you may think I'm crazy, but you and I are going to do a podcast together, my friend. And you probably thought to yourself, who's this kook? Get no, off I of remember my being very excited because I wanted to. It's almost it's like a divine appointment. You yeah. and I were a divine appointment. Here's the thing, Pete. All kidding aside, here's the thing. When spirit speaks to me, and when I say spirit, I mean God. But when spirit speaks to me, I listen. And when spirit says, call this person, I call them. Or spirit says, meet up with that person, I meet up with them. I do, as bizarre as it sounds, I do it. Because I have to. If I don't, I pay the price for disobedience, and uh, and that's how I roll. That's just the way I roll. Um, understand that we all have a purpose in God's realm. If you don't know what it is, seek it out. Absolutely. Pete, Pete Wilcox found out early in life what his calling was, 
and now he's getting back to it. Um, and in some ways, and we talked about this before, all those years that you performed in Vegas and in Atlantic City and around the world and, you know, London or, or Paris or wherever, you know, the, your, your tours may have taken you. Uh, the point is that you were ministering to people with music, and that's, that's what we do. Some no, you're right. Use- I, it, and I was setting a groundwork. I was learning how to reach out and touch. Um, I have to say I was a bit misled. I'm glad that I came back in. But I think that maybe God can, I, I don't think, I know that God can use that. And I hope that I am able to extend that out. I will continue in my uh, giving of music and working in that capacity. Yeah. But the, at the end of the day, at the end of the show, at the end of the night, I will always try to find a way to bring it back to encouraging people to reach out and be aware of the Heavenly Father and the life that we are living and the direction we are headed. Absolutely. Absolutely, my brother. Well, I'll tell you what, that has been a very, very quick 45 minutes tonight, Pete. Um, what do you want to leave people with tonight? What is uh, Pete's words of wisdom for the evening? I don't know that I have words of wisdom, but as we were talking, I, I certainly have a prayer. Sure. And that is Heavenly Father, as always, and as instructed by your dear son, Jesus, we come to you in his name. And I ask you to extend your loving, comforting hand of love and joy to my friend Angelo. And Pete lost his video. And it's okay, Pete, because the Lord knows where your heart is. In Jesus' name. Amen. And as we always say, I can say this, as we always say uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, if something comes to you, it's to go through you. So that prayer of love that I share with Angelo, Angelo and I share that prayer with any and all of you that may be experiencing any moment of grief in your life, that God will in fact extend his hand and comfort you and reinforce you to know it's not the greatest moment and yet it is your loved one is with me and we're waiting for you don't despair and on that note my friends we will see you next week same time same place from pete wilcox america's tv elvis i'm psychic medium angelo Take care, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. I want to take a long walk with Jesus. 
Let him shine his light on you. I want to take a long, long walk with Jesus. Let him shine his love and 